I spent, you know, hours a day dreaming for the future of that baby, but I ended up suffering from a ruptured ectopic pregnancy, obviously lost the baby, but actually almost lost my life that day. And it happened again in 2018. I was devastated, you know, spent a ton of time in therapy. So it was really after those two moments that I knew it was time to start my dream business. Again, life isn't guaranteed. Every moment is something to not take for granted. And so I started working on, on Kayla Gray and named the company Kayla Gray because it was going to be the name of the first baby that we lost. What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Boldly Courageous Podcast. As always, I am so grateful that you are here. If you are brand new, hello and welcome. And if you've been here for a while, thank you so much. I love you. I love you. I love you. Today, I have a really amazing, incredible guest. Her name is Kelly Kussman, and she is the founder of Kayla Gray, which is a luxury line of clean fragrances. Now, I have been seeing these Kayla Gray products all over my Instagram feed, and I was like, who is this woman that has created this beautiful product line? How do I get my hands on it? And how do I get her on the podcast? Luck would have it. We actually run in the same circle. We're connected to a lot of the same women. And as you will hear in this episode, it feels like Kelly and I have known each other for years. And in this episode, Kelly talks about what it looks like to go all in on your dreams. Now she is still working a full-time job while building her side hustle. She literally just launched this product line in November of 2020. And I love that she's so new in business because it's going to give you so much perspective on what it looks like to follow your dreams, what it looks like to say yes to your big vision, and how to ask for help. She shares a story about how she's become unapologetic about finding mentors, reaching out to women on social media and saying, hey, I love what you're doing and I would love to share what I'm doing with you and see if there's an opportunity for us to collaborate, to work together, or for you to mentor me. And I know a lot of you are new in your business. I know a lot of you guys are building in network marketing. So this episode is going to teach you so much about just going after what you want and shooting your shot and not being afraid to just message someone and start a conversation. Stop waiting for perfect, right? Kelly also shares the inspiration behind why she wanted to start Kayla Gray. And it's a beautiful story of loss and tragedy and pain and an example of how even in those moments of pain and grief, something beautiful can be born. Kelly also talks about the importance of investing in yourself and working through your money mindset, the tools of manifestation, and how something as simple as a smell or lighting a candle can anchor in some of the most beautiful experiences and memories and her mission to help people create memories that they want to celebrate and share. So without any further ado, let's dive in to my conversation with Kelly. 
Kelly, I'm so excited for this conversation. I know that you are going to share so much value and so much wisdom for our listeners. And what I love so much about you and what you're creating and your story is that it's so much more than just a product line. It's a personal mission. It's rooted in tragedy in some sense, which in in a lot of ways can actually create something so beautiful. Like you've taken this moment in your life that felt heavy and painful and you have alchemized it into this beautiful creation to help other people anchor in moments in their life through this incredible, beautiful business, Kayla Gray, which I can't wait for our listeners to hear about. So thank you so much for being here. I am beyond excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. So first question, I start the podcast off the same all the time is what is one boldly courageous thing you've done recently? Oh, start a business. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I literally just launched on Black Friday in 2020. Um, So for me, like I'm fresh, I am, you know, eight to 10 weeks in. And so it was a huge leap for me to jump into that space. So for me, that is my huge, boldly courageous thing that I have been working on. Amen. It is a bold move. How long had you been wanting to start your business before you actually pulled the trigger and said, I'm doing it? Literally since I was probably 18, 19 years old. Really? So like 20 plus years, I have been wanting to be an entrepreneur and wanting to do something in the beauty space. I've been obsessed with beauty since I was a teenager. I remember going to stores and like buying all the different magazines, you know, the Cosmo, the InStyle. InStyle always had this amazing beauty uh, beauty issue. I think it was like the September issue or something like that. And every single, I was just like so excited to buy all the things and just soak up all of the information. So I always knew I would do it. It just happened to take 20 plus years to do so. (laughs) I love that because I think that sometimes we get tapped with a vision at such a young age and we don't even know why. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of women listening struggle to find like their expertise, like what makes me the expert. And sometimes it's not found in a college degree or corporate experience. It's just found in that thing that lights you up, that you're so passionate about, that like you dream about. But we have these limiting beliefs that because it's something that we love or it's a quote unquote hobby that we can't make money from it or we won't be successful. So what was that process like for you as you started to navigate? Okay, it went from like this idea to I'm actually doing it. What were some of the things that you personally had to navigate through to say, okay, this is a real business. Like I'm actually going to do this. Yeah. I think for me, it was, it was always a desire, but as I, so I started retail back and I was born and raised in Wisconsin and started my retail career in my early twenties and just was obsessed with it, fell in love with it, but kind of worked my way up the corporate ladder. And so for me, it was, I was too scared to leave the corporate paycheck and the steady income because I didn't know or feel confidence enough that if I did that, I could maintain my lifestyle or even make a dollar on this amazing, exciting dream business that I wanted to build. It was always kind of like, I don't know, just like a super fun idea I had in my head, but never really thought that I, I could turn my passion into a profitable business. So yeah, it was just, it was always a dream, but I was just too scared to walk away from something steady. And you're still building your business right now, correct? While you're, this is technically a side hustle for you, but I'm sure it doesn't feel like a side hustle. (laughs) (laughs) Does not. (laughs) So how are you navigating through that now? Like you're this super boss babe in the corporate world. You have a high profile job and you are starting this incredibly beautiful 
product-based business, not even a digital product, but an actual physical product, which I'm sure carries with it a whole host of different responsibilities than just a digital product, right? So how are you navigating that? Uh, So I've been in retail for over 17 years, and luckily I've done a little bit of everything within that space. So I have a good base knowledge of retail and how to create like a product and, and, you know, figure out product-based business. But working full-time while doing a side hustle is intense. I mean, I'm essentially working two full-time jobs. And so for me, it's all about time management, time blocking. I block my times early morning, five to seven in the morning to pick and pack orders, work a full-time, you know, full-day job, 10 to 12 hours a day. And then, you know, at at night, you know, kind of diving in and figuring out what's next for Kayla Gray, as well as working on the weekends. I think the thing that's been really Um, helpful to me is figuring out like where my strengths and weaknesses are, where I would spend 20 plus hours a week trying to figure out how to do something. An example would be, I am awful at things in marketing, like figuring out how to create emails or do email funnels and like all of those things is something that luckily because of my full-time job, I'm able to actually pay someone to help me in those areas. And so there was a bit of a benefit to me still working full-time because it helped me a, pay it forward to other small businesses to hire them to actually help me get things done in order to launch this business earlier than I would be able to, quite honestly, if I was even focusing on it full time. Mm, I think that's so important that you hit the nail on the head of like recognizing like what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses? And is this something that I need to learn in order to grow? Or is it smarter for me to outsource to an expert? Of course, have a knowledge of it, but know, know that this is not something that's worth my time value exchange, right? Your talents are probably better put in other areas that will generate revenue for your business versus trying to figure this out, right? And I think that's the trap that a lot of entrepreneurs fall into. It's this mindset around money and this fear around investing of like, why would I pay somebody else when I can just do it myself? So you, I know that you're really big on investing in yourself. You've joined masterminds, you've hired coaches. We have a mutual friend with Lindsay, uh, Lindsay Schwartz and powerhouse women. So as a new business owner, how have you had to work through those, that money mindset stuff? Cause you touched on it a little bit too, like the fear of why would I leave this cushy corporate job? Like, what if I don't make money? So how have you walked like through the decision to invest in not only yourself, but also in your, in your business? Yeah, it's hard. Um, You know, I think the struggle with every entrepreneur, especially when starting a business is putting, investing money into your business and not knowing if you're going to get a return and for how long, not knowing for how long you're going to get a return. So if I'm paying someone a few thousand dollars a month to help with marketing or to help with you know, all of the different things that I need help with that I can't, I actually physically can't get to during the day, I have no idea if I'm actually going to make that in sales back to cover it. And so for me, I spent time saving money so that I had X amount of dollars that I was going to use to start this business. And it helped like I, you know, I have a little bit of padding for the first six months after my launch to make sure that I, it eased my stress a little bit. And really it's about I journal a lot, you know, it's manifestation is something that's very, very new for me, never was something I have a very corporate mind, you know, I'm type A, I'm very, you know, structured and manifestation is like very woo woo for me. I'm learning it, I'm loving it. And it's, it is about creating an abundant mindset and knowing that and fully believing that the money will come, um, you know, journaling about it, writing it down, it, it literally changes the way that you move through life in your day-to-day. Um, and so those, those are the things that I did in order to kind of prep 
and work through all of the limiting beliefs that I had around money because I had a lot. <laughs> Amen. Don't we all? I feel like everyone, yes. it's like new level, new devil, right? No matter how yes. much work you feel like you do around your money mindset, it's like whack-a-mole. It's like, oh, yeah, you're exactly. here again. I thought we already like dealt with that. Now, it's not just you in your in your life. You're not like a single gal, like living in your own bubble. You're married, right? And so you have a partner. So what was it like when you decided, okay, I'm going to start this business? How did those conversations go? And the reason I'm asking is we have a lot of women that listen to the podcast that are network marketers or they're new entrepreneurs and they get tapped with this vision and they have to sit down and actually have conversations with their partners. And sometimes it goes great. And sometimes it's like, oh, it's that little thing that you're doing and, and can feel sometimes minimized. So I'm curious, what was the process like for you? Does your husband work in the business with you? How does, what role does he play? How does that support system look? So I think for, for me, it was a little bit different because my husband and I had suffered a bit of a tragedy. And after that, he saw me, I spent two years kind of working through that, going to therapy, journaling, you know, trying to figure out like how I could honor that heartbreak um, in a way that was healthy and move me forward, you know, to do something productive, um, you know, with my energy and with my heartache. And so when I sat down with him and kind of talked him through I just feel called to create this business, this business I've always dreamt about. Life is short. It's not guaranteed. I want to do this. I need to do this for my heart. I need to do this for our future. I need to do this to create a healthy relationship, um, you know, between you and I, between me and just the world, like what I want to put out into the world. And so he was extremely supportive, I think, because of all of those things. And he saw the passion and the spark in me that had quite honestly faded away the two years prior that I was working through all of the heartbreak. Um, and he, he always says like, you, you have your spark back. I have my Kelly back. I have the Kelly that I met when I, you know, that I had when I first met you, like you were so passionate, you were so driven, you were so confident and it faded away after that, you know, the losses that we had experienced. And so he was super supportive of me doing it. It's scary though. I mean, you know, you're taking a good portion of your income and shifting it into something that you could totally lose, you know? And so even for him, it was kind of, he has a more abundant mindset than I do. It's just his personality. And so he's actually really helped me kind of work through those limiting beliefs a little bit and just with his confidence in me. And so I've been really blessed to have a husband that is really supportive of my dreams um, because he could literally physically see the change in me mm. when I started talking about the dream. Mm. And it sounds like he was really tapped into your vision from the get-go because it's such a personal thing. So would you uh, be open to sharing kind of the, the reason behind Kayla Gray, why this product line and the name of the company and, the, and how everything got started? Yeah, absolutely. I'll just give you a little bit of my background. Um, so born and raised in Wisconsin, always was a beauty obsessed, like I said before, tie between scent and memory is so strong. And I've always kind of noticed that throughout my life. In 2010, so I, I started my business, like I said earlier, kind of worked my way up on the, in the corporate world. But in 2010, moved to Arizona for a new job. I met my husband and wanted to start trying for a family. I'd never really been the girl that knew she wanted and was meant to have children. I was never totally sure about it because I was so passionate and so driven. Um, and I always felt that there was so much pressure on women to get married and have kids. But when I met my husband... And then also saw my sister have her first baby, things really shifted for me. So my husband and I started to try for a family. And in 2017, I found out I was pregnant. I was beyond excited. I felt like I was meant to be a mom. Like this was meant for me. 
I spent, you know, hours a day dreaming for the future of that baby, but I ended up suffering from a ruptured ectopic pregnancy, obviously lost the baby, but actually almost lost my life that day. And it happened again in 2018. Um, I was devastated, you know, spent a ton of time in therapy. Um, so it was really after those two moments that I knew it was time to start my dream business. Again, life isn't guaranteed. Every moment is something to not take for granted. And so I started working on, on Kayla Gray and named the company Kayla Gray because it was going to be the name of the first baby that we lost. Again, it was, I, I just wanted a way to kind of honor the heartbreak that we had gone through. I have chills listening to you talk, like literally full body chills, because it is, it's like, why wait, right? Because yeah. there are no guarantees. And so many people sit and wait for perfect to get started, or they sit and wait for, to feel good enough or to feel qual like qualified and all the yeah. things. And it's like, life isn't guaranteed. Like there is no, there is no time like now, right? There is no time. So tell, tell me a little bit more about the vision behind the company, the products that you make and why you're so passionate about fragrances. So I wanted to create a, like a luxury clean fragrance line that was a little bit reminiscent of the seasons for me because seasons growing up had such a strong, there were, it's very emotional for me in seasons, like spring is, you know, very floral and fresh and, it, you know, it kind of signifies like rebirth of, of the seasons, you know, summer is just very, like, I just think of sunshine and like warmth and just how, you know, I, I think of myself sitting outside and just the way that like the warmth kind of washes over you. Fall is by far my favorite season, you know, just thinking about the change and the, the chill in the weather and, you know, kind of putting sweaters on and cozying up. And then winter, just growing up in Wisconsin, winter was always very um, special to me, just especially when you, I grew up, you know, on a lot of different lakes, just spending time on a lot of different lakes in the Midwest. And like the way that a, a white sheet of snow literally just calms and stills the entire world for a few hours before, you know, people start their day was something that was just so stunning to me. And so I, I wanted to create fragrances that kind of spoke to the different seasons. And so I launched with four core scents. We've got petals, water, cozy, and hearth. And so petals is our spring scent, water's our summer scent, cozy is our fall scent, and then hearth is our winter scent. They're not, they don't need to be worn for the seasons, but it, you know, just a way to kind of, I don't know, I love to wear all of them all the time, but I just wanted to create something that, that was kind of special for each of the different seasons. And then I really wanted to make sure that the company was a clean fragrance company that didn't have any you know, it's, it's non-toxic, it's hypoallergenic, doesn't have any parabens, phthalates, like anything that could harm people. I just think it would be irresponsible for me as a business owner to put things that are harmful to people out into the world. I love the, the idea of this like seasonality, right? Because even as humans, we're cyclical. Women have four different seasons a month. I mean, geez, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but we go through different seasons of life. And, you know, I think that scent is such a nostalgic feeling like even as you're talking about like the different seasons and where you grew up and like farm life and just how something like one smell can take you back to a specific moment or a specific time like I feel like music does that for me as well like I could hear one song and I'm like back in a moment or I can smell something yes. and I am back in a moment and you know I'm this is kind of funny but off, not really off topic but a little bit but I just started dating again so yeah. like for all of 2020 I was like on literal lockdown and figuratively like I didn't <laughs> date I wasn't around people so now I'm like around people and I'm like noticing smell like pheromones. And it's so interesting how different 
fragrances smell different on different people. And I'm noticing how like some people and their fragrances that they wear, like evoke an actual emotion within you. Like it feels comforting or it feels like you want to like hug them forever or maybe not. you're just like, your smell doesn't vibe with me. (laughs) It gives you like a visceral reaction at times. Like my hearth, my husband wears hearth. And then my stepmom wears hearth. It smells completely different. It's the exact same fragrance and it smells completely different on the two of them. Um, and yeah, it's so interesting. Like I've been doing pop-ups recently around like around the Valley in Scottsdale and like to watch people's reaction to the different scents. Like everybody loves all of the scents, but there's certain ones that people are just like, oh my gosh, like this gave me tingles or like a husband and wife, you know, or a couple will come over and they'll just be like, yeah, oh yeah. Like that's the one. It's just so interesting to see the responses and like, you know, literally you can see physically how people are reacting. It's, it's so special. Isn't that crazy too? How like yeah. one smell on two different people, like is completely different. That's so bizarre yeah. to me, but I guess that's human genetics, right? That's just how yeah. we're made. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. It's I so interesting. It. So, okay. You just launched literally like this is a baby brand new company. Like you're yeah. less than six months in, or maybe close to six months. What do you think has been the biggest unexpected lesson that you've learned up to this point? Like maybe something surprising or you didn't expect a challenge, an opportunity, something just kind of unexpected. I think the biggest thing that was unexpected for me was how willing people are to help you when you just ask the question. You and I were talking a little bit before we started the podcast today about, you know, I, the industry that I kind of grew up in in retail, it's cutthroat, it's competitive. You know, you kind of need to be in order to, to take a piece of the market share um, you know, that, that at least that was the old school retail mentality. But as, as I evolve and learn and grow both, you know, just as a, a human and as a new entrepreneur, you know that there's enough market share out there for everybody. Like we can all help each other and rise together, especially as small businesses. And so it's been fascinating to me growing up in that competitive cutthroat environment to shift over to um, a small business environment that is very, very different. Like I, I feel strongly about mentors, um, either investing in in mentors or just not investing in finding people that feel like you, that you reach out to and you know that inspire you to talk and have mentorship conversations. It's been shocking because I, you know, I started really reaching out, which is 18 months ago, to people, you know, to kind of dive in and, and learn the things that I don't know about starting a business. Because as you know, as an entrepreneur, you wear hats of everything. Like, I mean, there's things I'm diving into that I never thought I was going to dive into, like creating labels and like figuring out like what, like how sticky a certain label needs to be for certain products. Like it's just wild accounting. Like there's just so many different things. Um, And so the biggest surprise to me has been how willing people are to help for free for nothing in return, you know, to give guidance, to talk about, you know, what things have worked for them, what things haven't that you shouldn't spend your time or money on. It's been really beautiful to watch. And I'm so excited to pay it forward, you know, now that I've been able to, to launch, like how, what can I do next to kind of help the next round of small business owners fulfill their passion and their dreams? I think it's so important to ask for what you need. And I love that you shared that because there are people out there that are willing to give their time and their effort and their energy because they remember what it was like, you know, walking that path. And we were chatting about this a little bit 
before we pressed record that, you know, going through the tragedy of, of losing a baby can feel very much alone. And you were sharing with me a little bit about how lonely that felt. And I know a lot of women will relate to your story. So thank you so much for, for sharing that. And there's some parallels between the loneliness that you feel when you're going through such a personal tragedy and the loneliness that you feel when you're going through like a personal growth spurt of actually starting a business. Cause it's, you're birthing something either way, you're birthing a vision, yeah. you're birthing life. And there's no handbook. I mean, there are books on babies yeah. and there's books on business, but until you go through it, you really have no idea. So how have you been able to cultivate such an amazing community and support? Like what was the first step that you took when you realized like, okay, I need people in my life to help me or support me. Yeah, I think there's, you're right. There are so many parallels between the two. Um, and I can kind of talk a little bit about both, you know, the, the first parallel of just loneliness in both arenas. So when I was going through the loss of the babies, I have amazing family and friends that can support me, but there's only so much space they can hold to support when they aren't going through the same thing that you're going through, or they haven't gone through something that you've gone through. And there's only so far that they can take you. And so, and help you and support you. I mean, they're always there to help and support, but it's very isolating and it feels very lonely because nobody is experiencing the feelings that you are experiencing. And especially when it comes with pregnancy and loss, your hormones are crazy. Like your emotions are all over the place. And so I found for me, creating a community in terms of finding somebody neutral in therapy was a huge help. Mm. You know, doing things like EMDR therapy and just having somebody neutral to talk to that could validate that my feelings are normal, that moving through all four stages of grief is normal, that I was feeling the things that I'm supposed to be feeling and that I needed to spend time sitting in that grief and working through all of those emotions. So for me, finding community in that aspect, that was the way that I kind of did it. And then yes, like when I started this business, entrepreneurship is extremely lonely unless you take action and take initiative to reach out and find people like you. And so I did a few things. I would spend time on social media, just kind of researching, reading books, all, all the things to kind of, to learn. I'm a very curious person. So I love to read and soak up knowledge and just like learn. Like I always have to constantly, constantly be learning and growing to kind of, you know, be happy. And so it was easy for me to dive in and, and figure things out. You know, I love to do that, but it can, it can also get very overwhelming. And so I spent a lot of time diving in and figuring out who are the women that have gone before me that have done a great job that feel like me, if that makes sense. Like they resemble my heart. Um, you know, their hustle is similar to mine. Um, their passions, although different, I can see that we have similarities there. And I literally just reached out and said, would you be willing to have a 30 minute Zoom call with me to pick your brain, tell you about my dream business and, you know, to just chat. And almost every single one, responded yes. Almost, like literally 90% responded yes. And then I also realized as an entrepreneur, I really needed a community of women that were in the same place that I was in starting my business that were fresh and new. And like, I knew I needed a group to kind of bounce ideas off and talk through the struggles. And so that's when I um, had met Lindsay Schwartz and she was doing her six figure school. So I joined that and met a lot of amazing women there. So that those were the two ways that I created community around the two, you know, the two biggest um, two big moments in my life, really. I am obsessed with this because I love that you're just 
like willing to just shoot your shot, right? Like you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And I think a lot of people are afraid, you know, in this world of social media to send a DM or to reach out and because they're afraid of rejection or what if she says no, or what if she judges me, but like, what if she says yes? And then you are able to sit down with like Lindsay Schwartz and have an amazing conversation with her. The next thing you know, like you're doing brand partnerships with Lori Harder, like dream come true, right? So you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. But what I'm, what I'm hearing in this is really valuable. And I want to bookmark this and anchor this. Cause like I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of women that listen to this podcast that are either really new in their business or they're building in network marketing. And they have so much fear around reaching out to people on social media. They like, how can I find new customers? How can I find new clients? And what you just said about, you know, can we just talk? Like, I would love to learn more about you and your brand or your business and fill you in on what I'm doing. And, you know, with, with no real, um, ulterior motive other than let's connect and share our skill set, Right. And I feel like a, a lot of women are afraid to do stuff like that because they're afraid of being judged or they're afraid of rejection. But if there is no expectation on the other end, then there's really nothing to be rejected about. Right. So even if like, I could see this being such a powerful tool for someone who just wants to do market research. Like, you know what, Mm -hmm. Kelly, you look like you would be my dream customer. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you are, but would you be willing to have a conversation with me? I'd love to ask you some questions about what's important to you because I want to serve my community. Like I would feel if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, well, I feel pretty like, I feel pretty good about myself. Like, wow, you thought of me, right? And I think that we miss that a lot when we're building our businesses and creating personal brands that it's, we can, like, there's actually a human on the other side of that social media account. And you can genuinely ask to just genuinely connect with no expectation of outcome. So I love that you shared that. I think that's going to give a lot of women permission to maybe shoot their shot and just go for it and just ask for what you want. I think a lot, you know, the thing that helped me kind of break down that wall of like nervousness or fear was I would put myself in their shoes. Like if I were them, what would I want? Like, how would I be willing to help? And what questions would I be asking in order to kind of create that vulnerable space to have that conversation? And I also realized that, you know, it's okay if somebody shuts you down, like it's okay, especially as an entrepreneur we kind of need to normalize the, um, you know, the negative reactions from people or if people are just not interested in the things that we're interested in, then it's really a sign for you that they're not your people. And that's okay. It's a blessing, right? It's a blessing that you're not spending your time in a space or with the person that isn't, isn't a good fit for you. And so then you move on to the next. And so I spent a lot of time thinking about, well, exactly what you just said, like, I would be honored if somebody wanted my opinion on something, you know, and sometimes the people I reached out to were just too busy, right? They're building their brands, they're building their businesses and just didn't have the time. But if I didn't ask, I would never know. So it didn't hurt to ask. Why not ask? And so do you feel like having done that now, you feel a lot more confident in your ability to source uh, mentors or resources? Yeah, because I think I know by spending the time to figure out who I wanted to talk to, what questions to ask, I was able to really narrow down and and create like a list of questions that can quickly get me to understand whether or not like we kind of vibe together when it comes to a mentor. I've had mentors in the past that it feels forced. Um, You know, a lot of times like in the corporate environment, you're 
if you don't have a mentor, like you're not really going to move up the chain. And like, it's, you know, something that's kind of forced on you and, you know, you're given a mentor and you just, you can't really talk openly and freely and be vulnerable. And um, so throughout the years, I've kind of learned the questions that I, I need to ask in order to make sure that it's a good fit. Yeah. And you won't know that until you try. Yeah, and, exactly. And that, I mean, that's literally entrepreneurship 101, like try a bunch of shit. Hopefully it works. If it doesn't pivot, try something new and eventually you'll yeah. figure out the secret sauce. <laughs> yes, exactly. And every business is so different yeah. that, I mean, it, it's hard to like, I wish I could hand someone a list of like, here are the questions you ask about, you know, a, a good, to find a good mentor for your business, but you can't because every business is so different, but the steps could be the same, right? Just yeah. reach out. Doesn't hurt to ask. I love this. So when you think about the future of Kayla Gray, what do you see? Um, I see people making connections between memories and sense and like people using Kayla Gray as a way to bridge that gap and people using our products to kind of as a way to pause in the moment to reflect in the memories uh, in the moments that they're making in order for them to make those moments memories for them in the future. So a lot of times that I've been having customers send me, we ask for people to send in like the memories or the moments that they're pausing in while they're using our products. And, you know, we've been getting some really beautiful submissions around like over the holidays, a lot of people were gifting our products um, and lighting them, you know, at family events and people would come in and comment and how beautiful it smelled and how those comments helped them make that moment and turn that moment into a memory that every time they light that candle and smell that smell, they're going to remember that moment. Or I want people to use our perfume in the morning and, you know, feel a little bit more confident, feel prettier, feel just good about themselves and do something special for themselves. And again, take a moment to pause and reflect in that moment. Like I want Kayla Gray to kind of be a physical way for people to make memories tangible. Mm, that's so beautiful to make memories tangible. And that's exactly what it is. And this is the power of manifestation. So you were talking about manifestation earlier and um, sense smells can trigger painful experiences and trauma in the body, but they can also trigger really powerful memories or experiences in the body. Part of manifesting isn't just seeing it, the thing that you want, but it's actually feeling it and anchoring it into the body. And um, scent can be a really powerful way to do that. You know, So if you want to feel sexy, or if you're, you know, you have a specific outfit on that makes you feel a certain way and you put that Kayla Gray perfume on, it's going to like anchor in that feeling even more. And, you know, so many women I know um, that also listen to this podcast struggle with this balance between CEO version of themselves and hustling in their masculine, and then being able to transition into more feminine energy, play the wife role, play mom role, whatever. And we talk a lot about the power of transition of being able to go from one role to another and like lighting a candle and taking a bath and putting on a different scent or different perfume in a different outfit. Like how beautiful that that can anchor in a completely different experience for you. It's like honoring your feelings and honoring yes. your feminine side and the feminine side of things. And, you know, another thing that I do is, is you talked about, you know, not only on like wanting to celebrate the beautiful things in life, but also honoring the heartbreak and that you need to do that. And there are moments in time where you need to kind of, you, you do that to, to feel like to feel things. You don't want to block things out. And so another thing, you know, for Kayla Gray, like every year on the day that I saw our babies on the ultrasound, I light a candle and I let that candle burn throughout the day. It's just a way to 
again, sit in those feelings. You know, I go back and I read my journals about how tough those days were for me, but I want to feel that. I don't want to let that go. And I think it's so healthy to honor those moments in both ways. And again, that's honoring your feminine qualities. And I think it is very hard (laughs) to go from, especially as CEOs and entrepreneurs, to shift between masculine and feminine energy. It is hard. And so to kind of give yourself a moment and be intentional about it, um, I think is something really beautiful. Yeah, I mean, like, what's the first thing you do when you want to unwind other than pour yourself a glass of wine? You light a candle. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, take a bath. Yeah, Take I mean, a bath, so light a candle. Yeah. yeah, change your outfit. I love yeah. this. Okay, cool. So if people want to get their hands on some of these beautiful, beautiful products, how can they get into your Vortex? Um, so you can purchase our products through our website. It's um, kaylagray.com. So C-A-Y-L-A-G-R-A-Y.com. And then we're also all of our social media platforms are Kayla Gray Co. with the CEO at the end of it. Or you could even shoot us a, 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 either a DM or an email at info at Kayla Gray if you guys have any questions. Awesome. I'm going to be ordering some today. I'm so excited because I've been seeing this all over the place. I'm like, what is this? Kayla Gray. The branding is amazing. I'm a sucker for good branding and I love a good non-toxic product. You know, I think it's, um, as we evolve as a culture, especially women, we become a lot more aware of like what we're putting in our body, what we're burning in our house. And I know for me, I'm a lot more sensitive to things like that. So thank you for making such a beautiful product that is safe and non-toxic. Absolutely. It was very important to me and it's definitely one of our brand guardrails. Okay. So last question before we sign off. And I always love to give people as much permission as they feel like they want to go all in on this question. So Kelly, what are you celebrating right now? (laughs) Um, Celebrating this next chapter in my life, I would say, um, and celebrating the way that I'm able to use this company as a way to open the lines of communication when it comes to women and honoring their loss. Um, and also celebrating the fact that people are going to be taking my products and using them to pause in the moment and reflect and create memories. Like, it's just so exciting to me that I was able to create a physical product that can do that for people. So that's what I'm celebrating. So beautiful. And to see the ripple effect, it's what, it's why you do what you do, right? It's that impact. I love that. Oh, I have chills. I love it. I cannot wait to see the evolution of your brand and the lives you're able to impact and the memories that people are able to create because they have this beautiful story and this gift to, to anchor it in. So Kelly, thank you so much for sharing your message, your light. I'm obsessed. I can't wait to get my hands on some of these products and you guys make sure that you give Kelly a follow, follow Kayla Gray, go get yourself some amazing perfume, get a candle and share your memories. I know as an entrepreneur, like there's nothing better than someone sliding into your DM and sharing an experience. So if something on this podcast resonated with you, let Kelly know, tag us on social media. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Melissa. I had so much fun today. Me too. All right, guys, until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Bye guys. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.